Welcome to the morning community of Northridge Vineyard. Our deepest desire is that you will encounter Jesus as you listen in to our morning gathering. If you'd like to find out more about us, check out our website, northridge.org.au forward slash mornings. You know, I've been asking the Lord, Lord, where do you want to lead us this morning? So which half of my talk do you want me to say is probably the question. Um... You know, this last couple of weeks, we have been looking at uh, a culture of invitation because it's really been in our hearts and we really feel like the Lord's been stirring in us that he wants us again to be reminded that we are a people who are calling others into relationship with Jesus. Um, And that's something that we want to keep fresh in our faith. It's something that can easily drop to the wayside, but we want to keep that fresh. And, um, you know, last, uh, well, for the first week, so that was two weeks ago, Don Lamerton um, did a wonderful job of just reminding us of that invitation that God is extending to, to everyone to come to the party. And last week, um, Kim really helped us think about what is it that stops us from inviting people to Jesus? And how do we deal with the rejection that we often fear from folk? And, um, you know, our, our heart is that we would become people who joyfully invite people to find out about Jesus. We want, we want to be folk who know the thrill and the adventure of, of bringing someone to the Lord, of sharing our faith of praying for someone for healing, of sitting with someone when they're hurting and sharing hope with them. Because that, that is an, a great adventure. And I think, you know what the Lord put on my heart, if I can boil down my three pages this morning, um, more than anything is, I worry that, that folk, sometimes we just get bored. We get bored in our faith. And, and, you know, I think sometimes what happens is that the, the worth of our faith to us starts to fade. This isn't really worth sharing. And I think the challenge for us as we, I guess, talk about how do we share our faith and what are some of the challenges and the practicalities is, do we actually feel like this is worth sharing? Do we actually see this the preciousness of this pearl of great price that Jesus talks about as the kingdom of God. Do we, do we know that? I don't know about you, but I want to be someone who, who wants to share my faith, not because I should or because that's the thing we're doing at the moment, but because I want to. And I, I guess I've just been asking the Lord, Lord, how do we, how do we shift that in ourselves when we, when we see that that, fates. And I wanted to look briefly at a psalm this morning, Psalm 77. And uh, we're going to read the first nine verses together. And then we're going to, and then we'll stop and reflect and then we'll just read the the second part. You know, um, yeah, let's just read. Let's read to start with. So this is what the psalmist says. I cry out to God, Yes, I shout. 
Oh, that God would listen to me. When I was in deep trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long, I prayed with hands lifted toward heaven, but my soul was not comforted. I think of God and I moan, overwhelmed with longing for his help. You don't let me sleep. I'm too distressed even to pray. And it goes on. I think of the good old days long since ended when my nights were filled with joyful songs. I search my soul and ponder the difference now. Has the Lord rejected me forever? Will he never again be kind to me? Is his unfailing love gone forever? Have his promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he slammed the door on his compassion? And I said, this is my fate. The Most High has turned his hand against me. <laughs> you know, we can see in this, this beginning part of the psalm, the psalmist is just distressed. He's uncomfortable. He's faint in his spirit. He's asking, where is God's favor? Where is God's love? Where are those promises? Where's that compassion? Do you know, he, he knows that God is good. He says, you're compassionate. You, you have these promises. You know, you have mercy, but where is it? And, you know, sometimes we can go through times when it's, when it's like the light just goes out. And, you know, perhaps we are grieving through some kind of deep loss or our world gets shaken and in our faith it can feel like God is just silent. I don't know if you're in that place this morning. Sometimes we can go through that where it just feels like, you know, the Bible is, just seems like nonsense. We pick it up and just, I don't get it. Or worship is just, uh, just dead. And that can, that can be a reality. We can feel deeply alone in our faith. And, and can I say, this is, this is normal. This is, Christians have talked about this experience throughout the millennia. That can happen. And, you know, I, I, I love the Psalms because they are so real. They're so authentic. The Psalmist doesn't pretend that he's not doubting or he's not struggling and neither do we, right? When we come into our worship, one of the things that we so value here in our worship is both to continue to declare the truth about who God is and about who we are, but at the same time, be honest about our experience and about how we're feeling and about our struggles. And we're gonna keep doing that. We're gonna keep song, singing songs like, Broken, I Come to You. Or I'm feeling alone. Because in those worship songs, we're being real with God, as well as reminding ourselves who He is. And, and, and that is authentic faith. That's what that looks like. But you know, also sometimes we can go through an experience in our faith where it's like the light is gradually fading. And uh, there hasn't been some kind of deep loss or, or some huge event that's shaken us, but actually it's quite the opposite. It, things can get comfortable and we can get really complacent and 
you know, we can lean more on ourselves than on God. And, in, and I think the challenge um, often comes when we start, I don't know if you, if you were here last week, you saw some of those reasons that Kimmy put up for not sharing our faith. And we can start to agree with some of those reasons. So, you know, we can start saying, yeah, faith, yeah, it is a private thing. I shouldn't share that. Or, you know, there really aren't any opportunities to talk to Jesus, talk to people about Jesus in my life. And um, I really loved Kimmy's challenge of, of, of that we all know or come into contact with somebody who doesn't know Jesus. And um, can I say, in my own personal experience, um, sin is often the thing that causes this fading of our convictions. I know for me, when, when you know, I've gone to other people or other things for affirmation, when I should have gone to God, or I've lost my temper at the kids or my family again, <laughs> and, you know, or, I, or I've avoided making contact with someone because I know I've got to make peace with them. I've run away from what God wants me to do. I, I know that feeling when, when we're struggling with sin and shame starts to come on in and it, and it begins to break down our convictions. And I think we can start to ask the question, has my faith really worth sharing with other people? I don't know about you, I have that in my, in my walk. I imagine you do too. There's times in your Christian walk you think, this is really hard. Is it really the best news ever? And, and I think we've got to be real about that, but we also have to think, well, where do, where do we go when we're in that place? This, this next part of the psalm directs us to where we go. So let's read this together. So this is um, verse 10 through to 16. The psalmist says, But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They're constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. O oh God, your ways are holy. Is there any God as mighty as you? You are the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. And it goes on. By your strong arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. When the Red Sea saw you, O oh God, its waters looked and trembled. The sea quaked to its very depths. And he goes on as he, right through to the end of the psalm and, and beautifully describes how the people of Israel crossed through the Red Sea as God parted the waters into safety. And, you know, I just wanted to, I guess, just briefly in the minutes we have left, just to reflect on a few things that I think is an encouragement to us. If you, if you know what I'm talking about, if that's a challenge for you, as it is for me, to remember the, the worth of what it is we carry. The psalmist focuses on God's mighty power and his faithfulness. You know, he says, I remember your wonderful deeds, your miracles in the NIV of long ago. You are the God of great wonders. That's where his, I love in the language it says, in the NIV, I think it says something like, I will, I will appeal to this. 
I'm going to set my mind and I'm going to appeal almost to my heart. Listen to this. Remember this. This is the God of miracles. When I feel like God is far away, when I feel like there isn't that connection anymore. And he plugs back in to their story, right? Into the story of Israel. So the story that he plugs back into is like the defining hero moment in the story of Israel. The moment that God delivered them, two million people through the the belly of the Red Sea and out from the Egyptians. It's the defining deliverance moment that they go to. What story do we plug into? Well, you know, I've loved hearing some of the stories and I wish we had more time for them this morning. Some of the stories of what God's doing in us and, and as we step out and risk and see God rush in and, 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 and encourage us and hold us up. So there's lots going on in our church family that we can plug back into and we can say, God is here, God is doing stuff. People are coming to the Lord. People are finding freedom, being set free. And even as we worship this morning, you know, there's, there's a church family. There's, and it's been lovely to hear briefly about the, the wider church in, in Asia and what God's doing as these guys are sharing about Thailand. But ultimately, we go back to the hero moment, don't we? We go back to the hero moment of Jesus on the cross. That's our story that we plug back into and we, and we remember how Jesus redeemed us through his death. Can I just for a moment ask you to just parallel the story of the Israelites escaping through the Red Sea and the story of Jesus delivering us through the cross. In the ancient world, the sea was the image of death, of the grave. And so God parted the waters and he leads his people like a flock right through and out into life, into the promised land on the other side. Jesus hangs on that cross. He parts the waters of death. He buys us back and redeems us. And he carries us through into life as he goes into the grave and rises again. And that's our hero moment. That's the, the, the wonderful news. Now we can listen to someone tell us how wonderful and how precious the life of faith in Jesus is. But I tell you what, if, you're going to carry it, if we're going to carry it in our hearts, it's got to be more than something that we just hear. Because you could listen to a great podcast about that. You don't have to come to church and listen to me talking. You could just plug something in. But that's not actually going to help us carry it in our hearts. You know what it is? What's going to help us carry it in our hearts is when we start to step into it and put our weight and test out our faith. One of the things that we've had a privilege of doing uh, into this year, the last month or so, is We've been running a school, a kingdom ministry, which I've been able to get along to. And, you know, um, part of the, I guess the core goal of what we've been doing as this school is to start to risk more and more and more. So we're just starting with little steps at the moment. 
We, we delivered some muffins last Sunday just to various places in the fire station uh, and, and the ambulance station and things like that. And just saying, we want to just bless you. We just want to give something to you to tell you that God loves you. As baby steps. And a little while we'll go and, go and, you know, maybe down to Westfield and start to chat to people and pray for them for healing. And just a little bit more, a little bit more. But part of what that's about is starting to actually risk our faith. Because that's when the truth of the gospel starts to settle in to our hearts. And we start to, to feel the preciousness of what we carry. And my encouragement to, to you this morning is, if you want to want to share your faith, like I do, then we need to risk in it. We need to step onto it so that we carry it in our hearts. Alan Scott tells this fantastic, well, that's just scary, isn't it? Look at that. That's more risky than I'm willing to be. Alan Scott tells this great story. He, 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 he has this analogy. He says, scarecrows, okay, scarecrows, I don't, I don't see many scarecrows around Sydney, but if you've been out in the country, scarecrows only work because crows are dumb. Just think about that for a minute. If crows were clever, they would see the scarecrow and they go straight for the field. But they're dumb. They get scared off. And the lesson for us in that is that if we feel fear in our faith, that's where the treasure is. That's where we need to go. When we feel the kind of fear of, oh, this is scary, that's where we lean into So let me encourage you, pray for someone for healing. Let me encourage you, sit and talk with someone who needs a miracle from God just to get by. Pray pray that God would give you opportunities to share your faith and take them, take the opportunities because they'll come. Stretch ourselves, let's stretch ourselves. And as we do that, we get uncomfortable and we see God coming through for us. If you've ever had the privilege of leading someone to Jesus, as I did a few weeks ago, it is the biggest thrill. It reminds you, this is fun. This is really fun. And this is what we all carry, whether you feel like that was 20 years ago that happened, or whether it's today, we all carry that. You see, as we allow our faith to grow again, something remarkable happens in us. And and I believe we're once again convinced of the worth of this message. We want to be the kind of people who know what we carry. Paul says this great verse. He says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. And I guess our, our challenge this morning is, do we believe that too? Do we believe that? I'd love to pray together just as we finish. Will you stand with me? Let's, um, let's finish up. You guys have listened so well. I'm, I'm sorry we went on a bit this morning. So I'm just going to just pray for us and then... Um, 
in a moment, what, one of the things we would love to do is just take a few minutes just to pray for folk uh, that we have been praying for to come to know Jesus. So if you've been with us last couple of weeks, you will have um, hopefully been given one of these cards. And on the back, we have a space for us to all write down five friends or, fa- or family members or people we know, your barista or your, you know, your dentist or whoever it is. And we were going to pray. We've been praying for that as a community. And, and we'd like to do that briefly together um, today. So we're going to do that in just a moment. And if you, um, yeah, well, let's pray and then we'll do that quickly. So Father, we pray that you would help us to plug back into your story today. Will you make larger in our minds the wonder of what you've done? And Lord, we pray that you would help us to risk this week, to take those opportunities to pray for someone or to talk about Jesus with them. Will you release your Holy Spirit, fill us again with your boldness, Lord, with your power. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now do just sit down for a moment. If you haven't been given one of these cards, can I ask you just to put your hand up? If you haven't received one of these cards, we'd love to just give you one of these. And we're going to just take a few minutes to pray for folk that we have been writing down on this card. If you've been given a card uh, and you haven't had a chance to write any names down today, you may just want to make a note of them either on one of these or on your phone. We want to bring... Our goal is to bring a thousand people in prayer to the Lord, which we can do. If we each pray for five of our friends, that's a th- it's about a thousand people. All right? So keep your hand up if you hadn't had one of these cards. Let's just take a moment to bring those people before the Lord, and then I'd, I'd love to just close up in prayer as we do that. So Lord, we bring our friends and our colleagues and those that we know to you this morning. Lord God, we ask that you would soften their hearts towards you. Lord, we pray for opportunities to share our faith with them. Lord, to invite them along to church and Lord, to invite them along to Alpha next term when that begins. Lord, we ask that you would, yeah, you create those opportunities, Lord Jesus.